Shane from Hillbilly Devil Speak. You're listening to 602 Radio. Take care, comb your hair.
Churchill. The one on 16th Street? Yeah, from Pinky. He lived on 7th Street. Or 7th and uh, like Rose Lane area. And we played in his backyard. I guess that was when EJ was still Yeah, there. I don't remember that. And uh, the cops came and they said that they had reports of windows rattling on 3rd Street and Bethany. <laughs> like a half a mile away. I was so proud. <laughs> That's like a year to year. No, yeah. 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 First they came and told us to turn it down, and they came back to no. Two songs later, no. Wow. That was. I think that was for my 29th or 8th birthday. Head cleaner. <laughs> Answered an ad in the New Times. Terry Carlino put an ad in the New Times for a dark psychedelic band and uh, Bauhaus, Butthole Surfers, Sisters of Mercy, looking for members. I responded. And then how did EJ come about? And then, then Terry and I got together, started writing songs, and then we put an ad in for drummers. First, I was just the singer, and uh, a guy who used to work at Eastside Records named Jeff Sari. You know Jeff? He was the original bass player. Mm -hmm. I was going to play second guitar and sing. Whoa. 
and uh, Jeff hung in there until about the end of 92 and then we figured out that I could play the songs better than Jeff and I didn't even play bass did he bail? Like, he got he... tired he didn't he didn't like Carlino who was our original guitar player so they did, they clashed and we did some cool stuff but you know I, I never knew Jeff Sawyer yeah he was the original bass player is he still in Sweden? No, he's back. Is he? He's been back for like two years. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we figured out that I could play the bass lines better than he could, and so we became a three-piece and wrote songs for... You think you can do everything better than everybody else? I pretty much can. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> wrote songs throughout 93, and then started playing out 94. It's been like a good year plus, yeah. just writing. We, we had about 30 songs before we ever played out. So which one came first? Uh, the chicken or the egg? Um, Shane came first. Uh, About when? In 1998. I think I jinxed it. <laughs> I was like, I was a huge Hillbilly fan. I used to go to, you know, for about a year probably, right? Mm -hmm. Go to all the shows and I just said it. Hey, if anything ever happens with your drummer, let me know. 
about about two weeks later, <laughs> he called me and I was like, uh, "Yeah, EJ wants to quit." I had really only been playing drums maybe like a year at that point. Just kind of got together and jammed. Yeah, we, we I booked our first out of town gigs, and pretty much everyone quit the band. So we uh, EJ, the drum original drummer, said he would stick around for the out of town shows, and we quickly recruited um, Casey Big Daddy Brooks to I'm play so guitar. Cool. <laughs> and uh, Casey's an old friend of mine. He played guitar. We went and played open for Fang. What was that band that you guys made together after for a minute there? Uh, <laughs> Smug. 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 The Smugs. Black Market Midgets? No, I didn't play in Black Market Midgets. I played in Smug. You were killing anyway. back cover. So Casey joined to be the guitar player in September of 98. We went to San Diego and LA and played with Fang when Sammy Town got out of jail. Mama said and, knock you out. And that was really fun. And then we played EJ's last show, which was Halloween 98 at the alley. And I proceeded to get really, really drunk and didn't play very well. And Casey said, I can't do this <laughs> with somebody who gets Pussy. too drunk to play. Yeah, Casey tried yeah, me out Pussy. with you, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we knew really that EJ spin. was leaving, so Casey and I tried out Shane and decided, yeah, that's going to work out. And then Casey quit. Casey left. And I was like, well, okay, fuck it, I guess it's over. And then Shane told me to keep it going and said he knew Steve. And so it's all our fault that you didn't move on to a good college career. That's that's pretty much, yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, Shag introduced me to you, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I, He's I, rich now, too, fucker. Huh? He's a rich ass, too, now, motherfucker. Thanks to you guys, I'm, I'm not in Jimmy Eat World. <laughs>
think that Courtney uh, Love had a role in the El Duce said so. Do you think she had a role We're in just trying movie? to get yeah. sued. Of course. That was a fun little stint. For I really hoped we were going to get sued. Wow. Ow. Weird Al. Yeah. We took yeah. a quote and everything. Our Remember Weird Al? We had a manager for a while who right. was shopping that song ferociously. And said he had some. He told yeah, us the number one hit on the reservation. He, remember? He told us that he <laughs> he gave a copy of that song to Madonna, mm-hmm. and that she loved it and wanted to sign us to Maverick. We never spoke to anyone from Maverick. Wait, didn't remember no. we put him on the list at the well, major? We did our love Tom Selleck. Remember? Yeah. We put him on the list. We put Madonna on the list. <laughs> Madonna's always on the well, list. She's been Actually, on every list of every show. Speaking of lists. Which list? Yeah. The, <laughs> Shit the list. was prior to you guys joining the band, but one of the finest guest list experiences ever in Hillbilly history was we the first time we ever played the Hollywood Alley was August 9th, 1995. How do you do that? I can't do that in court for child children custody court. You need to be like, August well, 9th, hold on. Let me finish the story, Steve. <laughs> There's a reason. Yeah. August 9th, 1995 was our first time ever playing the Alley. And the reason I remember the date was because that was the day, the day Jerry Garcia died. Oh, yeah. And so we put Jerry Garcia on the guest list <laughs> and told everyone we knew to say they were Jerry Garcia when they came in, they'd get in for free. Of course, Casey Big Daddy Brooks, who would later join the band, was working the door that night at the alley and is named after the, um, the Casey, uh, Casey Jones or whatever the... The famous Grateful Dead song, and so he was broken up about Jerry Garcia dying already, and then he had to in, endure everyone coming in and saying that they were Jerry Garcia, and of course I changed the lyrics to every song that night to be about Jerry Garcia, huh. and a couple of hippies who were sitting in the front at the alley got up and left. Fighting. 
about the time uh, Steve fell off the stage at Alex's bar. I know, I mean, at Al's bar. Yeah. That was a good one. Dude, awesome. Yeah. Dude, I was <laughs> fucking drunk as fuck. Was it head cleaner? We're playing, yeah. we're playing some, uh, we're playing this little bar in L.A. Like Al's, Al's bar. bar. Not a little bar, a great bar. Yeah. Al's bar. I remember the sister's grim. Remember the shit there? Open up for us. <laughs> and I think even Chester came up to watch us play that night or Chester something. Chester Bennington so was I'm there. So I'm jumping yeah. around. Hey, he was on the guest list, right? <laughs> I'm jumping around. This yeah, I look, like, and I jump, and I'm coming off the stage, and all I see is a milk crate. So I just kind of stiff it up. I hit this milk crate, and it flies out in the audience. <laughs> I go literally out the back door, and as I go out the back door, I grab over here, and I unplug me and Tom. <laughs> so I go out the back door, and I land, and it's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> laughing that's the stop plan and everyone in the bar were lying on the internet I wish you could get yeah. out there well, and everybody's pointing at me and laughing I mean I just I got up and I just pulled everybody back in as soon as the amp went whoo I just kept playing the song that's yeah. when all the skaters followed well, us out there yeah my my yeah, ex-wife the club, was dude. watching on the internet because Al's bar had a live <laughs> internet feed you could watch bands play there and she said all of a sudden like we we're playing and then the next thing like it Steve disappeared. <laughs> and he was just gone. There was no sound. It was weird though, because there was that little gap outside. Bell's bar fucking ruled. We had, we had out the door. good times at Bell's bar. I hit that emergency yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, that was the Al's bar was the, and the punkest rock the cool thing, bar on the West Coast. And cool you know what? Shitty the place was the toilet was spotless. You could shit in well, there, dude. You could. I did. You did. did. He did. As a bad That's rare. The triumvirate. You really change the toilet? I quit my job! Frisco, the Gilman Street. Gilman, yeah, that was 
We played there. <laughs> oh man, Pancake. that was a stare fest. Captain Crunch Prince Toast. That was San Diego, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's all Cali to me. Gilman Street was. was we didn't go being, over being, too well there. Being accused of stealing from, we got accused of stealing from Gilman Street. They, accu- they accused us of stealing a beat up SM58 microphone. <laughs> and I told this little 16 year old bitch who was <laughs> the sound girl there, like. You think I drove 800 miles to steal from you? We were stoked to play there, yeah. and I mean, it was Gilman Street. We got in. We got. We got to play there yeah, because records. of the lyrics to Casa Bravo. I sent them the lyrics to Casa Bravo, and they they liked them, I guess, and gave us a gig there on a Saturday night. And uh, they accused us of stealing, so we said fuck you. But we did go back and take their twenty-five dollars, right? I do believe we did get paid.
I like it. The best thing you ever did was when you told fucking Agent Orange to fuck off because they put us in the ad. We didn't open up for him. We were supposed to open for him. What was that? What about the time we, we canceled? The green room. We canceled. Yeah, we weren't that. in the ad for the new times. The time goes, fuck them. We're not playing. Call them. Told me not playing. Fuck you. He's like, yes. However, uh, we are known to break 58 mics. Yeah, we're not the sound guy. Oh, I beat up the sound guy at the jar once, too. Uh, I got off the stage because it was going, what? In our ears. I just threw my guitar down because we all kind of were back to the corner trying to oh, play. The, it was and killing I, me. The fucking monitor. I jumped over was the monitor. There's lots of people there. I jump over the monitors and I just go up to the thing. I grab the kid from over the board and I'm pulling him in my face, going, motherfucker! Screaming at him. Uh, that actually, that, that's that's funny. <laughs> I didn't even that's pretty close to that. Awesome. That's way before domestic violence. He actually He's chased asked. him around. He, you had to chase that him. Same he ran guy for me. He ran for you before like, you got him. Yeah. A really successful <laughs> metal musician. Who was running sound guitar? His name's Ken. He plays in the Abigail Williams. He was a total pussy. <laughs> he ran from Steve. Nice guy, yeah, yeah. nice guy. Nice he for a total pussy. Wait, really nice. is that, so how did, did I break the microphone though? Franco yeah, made you, me you buy him a shot. What did Shane, I do? Shane took. <laughs> Franco made you buy him Shane shot. went up and grabbed one of the mics, one of Steve or I's microphone, and took it, and like started hitting the monitor <laughs> with it. I was like, yeah, you like that? <laughs> well, I didn't know what was going on because mid-song, he just throws his guitar down and hops over the stage. Actually, we we're. <laughs> Fairly violent band.
trying to think, was it the JFA? Oh, JFA, that beer bottle. There was a, we played with JFA, which was our highest paying gig ever because (laughs) Franco was out of town and they forgot to collect the money from us from the tickets we sold. We sold like like 50. No, we sold 100 at six bucks a piece. Franco's going to call me tomorrow. I I want my money. No, the beauty of that was Franco kicked me another 100 bucks remember later because he didn't pay us. So we got paid 700 bucks to play with JFA. I still didn't get a dollar. But a huge fight broke out during our set uh, that night. I've never made a dollar in music, ever. We put the money towards something. Yeah. But Did personally, you, uh, I've never had no gain. I like it that way. Oh, the porn soundtrack. Exactly. Dude. Oh, yeah, 1,200 bucks for the Jenna Jameson. Yeah, porn, so you yeah. Made money. What was, what? Papa's record, is that the whole thing is a soundtrack for Jenna Jameson. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> No, dude, you guys were just names at the end of Jenna's Jameson. Yeah. No shit. Music by Papa Phil. Good job, man. Yeah, I sold it for 1200 bucks the whole record. They own it. I don't think I'll ever make a dollar on it again. No, you got paid. Yeah. yeah. So that was it. So what happened at the JFG show? Uh, uh, we were playing, and it was packed, and some big fight broke out while we were playing. Like, pretty pretty bad was, fight. Yeah, like, it was blood drawn. Blood, bottles breaking, heads smashed. Yeah. Ambulance. I mean, it was ambulance. Yeah, we had fights break out at the Jar, the Big Fish big Pub. Fish. Uh, I'm not sure about the Nile. No. Suicidal tendencies. That was a yeah. stare fest. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we, we, we did get to see them do push-ups in the back room. Yeah. So no, remember the guy yeah, in the wheelchair, Masha? Push-ups. Oh. They get ready to pump themselves. <laughs> we, up. we got also wow. open up for White Snake, Dio, and. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Who was that? White Snake and Dio. And and well, we Dio it was Dio, Iron, Iron Maiden. Maiden, and Motorhead, yeah. and yeah. White Snake and uh, one. Of, but that was a I different show. White Snake was another silly metal band. Tom went out there on the stage and said, "We're not playing a note till we get a mullet front and center." <laughs> you can't take. Uh, you can't ask take. him. You shall receive. <laughs> because we got a mullet. Like oh yeah, you can't take credit for that clutch show because you quit the. I band. know I said it while I wasn't there. Though. Oh okay, I knew you were. Yeah, bummed about we that. We played with clutch. Was that was a fun one. Yeah, I'm play, uh, we've op- uh, who opened for Hillbilly Devil Speak too? Everclear. Dude. Everclear. Dude. Wow. Yeah, they opened for us at the Nile. Tom, it's Tom made the singer blow him too. I did. <laughs>
L7 ones worth talking about. Oh, it's yeah. hard Alexicus has a nice Yoga for L7 topic. at the Casbah. Yeah. Yeah. And the singer would like me. She thought I was wanting a beer. And Steve's. That, uh, that, was, that was a great moment because. Steve's first wife forgot her ID. We got to be there for L7's sound check, remember? Yeah. Yeah. And one of the stupid bitches from L7 was just ripping this poor sound guy from the Casbah. It was like total rock star moment. Yeah. Like, I'm like, who the fuck are you? And she just made an ass of herself. It was great. Yeah, they just smell. Most chicks from LA smell. They were. I got the Asian girl's number. They wore so much fucking makeup. Like literally, like a half inch of makeup. Yeah, to cover up their AIDS. That's you know what? That's entirely true. Print that. If they have AIDS on their face. Carposi's syndrome or sarcoma. Carposi's sarcoma. About the three That's sets. what L7 stands for, actually. Hi, this is Steve from Hillbilly Devil Speak. And even if Lady Gaga does have a penis, I would try it. Thank you for listening to 62 Radio. That's all the songs. What you, did he cover it well enough? Whoa. I thought he covered it. I thought so too. It's... Stop.